Welcome to the internet, live from the Marriott Library at the University of Utah in the second floor penthouse suite of the tallest building in Logan. This is the Red Line Podcast. I'm your host, quote, we're doing weird light metros again, Dunstan, and these are my co-hosts. Kyle. Ooh, it was Halloween four days ago. Kyle, quote, coho, Holland, and... Alex Fielder. Today we're diving deep into the strange past of Los Angeles' various transit systems and what made them collapse the first time around. We'll talk <laughs> red cars, yellow cars, and more after the news. Producer's note I for forgot, me, I the forgot, producer. I forgot we had a producer. Yeah, that's me. I put it on my <laughs> resume, actually. Cool. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, you guys can put this stuff on your resume. And We're it on episode good 63. Yeah, we so. make money off of it. I, I'm so. trying to figure out how to exactly word it but i do want to put it on there you are audiovisual um audiovisual consultant and uh um co-host video production manager video production manager and a graphic comedy design manager. <laughs> graphic design yeah there yeah, you go video production graphic design and co-host and, and english and voice writer. <laughs> and English voice. Most importantly. Voice of voice of the Emerald Isles, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, producer's note, this will be the first of three parts covering public transportation in Greater Los Angeles. There will be a two-parter on LA Metro and a separate episode focusing on the region's commuter rail system, Metrolink, the worst one. <laughs> At least three parts. At least. I, I already have the second one written, so it will be two parts. On. All right. So, time for the news. Do, 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 do. Oh, that makes it my turn. Yeah. So, the FTA has finally awarded $3.4 billion in funding to advance the new 2nd Avenue subway phase two. This project will add three stations and roughly four miles of track at a total cost of $7.7 billion. Uh, so not entirely unreasonable for New York construction costs. It's up there with the new BART extension. It's less expensive than the new BART extension. What? I believe. Barely. I think. So. Great. I mean, it'll get so much ridership that the cost is probably warranted, but, like, it's Why? still annoying. Why is... They, they did it once. Can't they, like, fix the incompetence before they do it again? Well, did they were going to do that, and then... Oh, excuse me. Didn't the transit cost <laughs> Hold project on. study Hold their on. subway? Hold on. I was incorrect about the length of the extension. How long do you think this extension is, Kyle? Uh, I'm sticking with the four miles, you said, or 4.4. Alex, what do you think? Um, know, two miles? Yeah, it's two miles. So $7.7 .7 billion for uh, two miles. Take back previous comment about the <laughs> Another reasonably Ow. priced product. <laughs> is, the, is the transit cost project going to study this one too? Well, they did study it, and then they gave all their recommendations to New York City, who proceeded to do absolutely nothing. Sure sounds like <laughs> it. <laughs> but it is expected to get 200,000 riders daily. Oh, boy. So. For just this part of the extension? Yes. Oh, boy. Checks out. <laughs> Um, brief, brief pause. Oh, Kyle has a disease. I am, oh, you want me to edit you something you actually have to edit out? What are you, half as interesting? C can you send me that audio clip, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, I want to keep that on the back burner. 
for blackmail. <laughs> we can a yeah. Patreon uh, recently gave us a thing where we can sell individual like audio clips, so we could we could sell that. <laughs> the ultimate blackmail. You can buy it for sixty nine sixty nine. Okay, so now I get to go. Uh, do 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 do. do. See, he, I think he can hear you good enough. I yeah, guess. it's it's good enough, but uh, <laughs> it's still not great. Fair enough. All right, Los Angeles is, by many metrics, America's second city. It's a massive metropolis of more than 18 million people, and by some measures, the cultural capital of the entire world. Hollywood, high fashion, and world-spanning companies are headquartered therein. And Disneyland. Ugh, who Disneyland? <laughs> Actually, that's in Anaheim. <laughs> uh, yeah, not even in not even in actual LA. Why don't you like Disneyland? It's the second happiest place on earth. <laughs> I'm I'm not a fan of the mouse. <gasps> the mouse rules all. Kyle's girlfriend like is triggered. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> Everyone, everyone, come attack me! <laughs> I'm gonna Will go do. beat up Alex and Logan for not liking Mickey Mouse. Um, Alex, you wanna read this part? You wanna say that? No. So Alex and Kira. Kyle would like to say, Alex, do you want to read this part? I can, yeah. He says he can. <laughs> Thank you. I couldn't hear that. <laughs> Should I go for it now? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't leave that in because it's funny. (laughs) No, you. Okay, okay, here we go, here we go. It's also America's greatest car city. When one thinks of the prototypical idea of urban school, Los Angeles, along with other great Sunbelt metropolises like Phoenix, Dallas, Houston, and Atlanta, is probably the first example to come to mind. Also, like Miami, or oh. Orlando, Tampa. Oh boy. Florida is just has bad urbanism. Okay, at least <laughs> LA has a financial yeah. district. Meanwhile, Orlando. But it wasn't always this way. At one time, Los Angeles was probably the world's greatest transit metropolis. And thanks to the efforts of a lot of visionary people, it's trying to become a train city once again. So, how did Los Angeles' interurban system become one of the largest in the world, and how did it disappear? Yeah, the the phrase, like, okay, the phrase LA has a subway with a question mark on the end is, like, quite common in LA media because people just don't realize how large LA's train system is. Like, when I was talking to my mom about this episode last night, she's like, LA has a subway? Yes, LA has a subway. Turns out there's a lot of people in L.A. A metric crap ton, yeah. And they tried the whole drive everywhere all the time thing. Look how that's going. The worst traffic on the planet, probably. Impressive. And they didn't even have Robert Moses. Oh, I think he had some influence, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't always a transit or a a car place, as Alex (laughs) will tell us. Yeah. But it all started with LA's first horse-drawn streetcar line, which opened in 1874, running from the plaza to Sith and Pearl. 
Seven years later, LA got its first cable car line, a short line running on 2nd Street, um, which began service in 1885, and LA would end up with four cable car lines all by 1889. Yeah, I do think it's kind of funny that even in cities with, like, not a lot of hills, and don't get me wrong, downtown L.A. is pretty hilly. Like, there is a funicular there called the Angel's Flight. But I do think it's funny that in, like, mostly flat-ish cities, people were still like, hmm, yes, this is the greatest possible solution for I mean, it beats horses. Not really. Oh. Like, if you think of how fast a horse can go with just, like, a buggy, it's, like, 12, 15 miles an hour. But a horse on, like, steel rails can go quite fast, I think. Gotcha. But horses, you have to, like, feed them and change them out and sleep them and clean up after them and make sure they don't go sliding on wet cobbles <laughs> and so on are and so you, Are you referring to the reason that the first cable car line exists? Yeah, so it's I imagine it's a bit more than just how fast can the horse go. This is true. Well... Only two years after the cable cars came into service, Los Angeles' first electric streetcar ran by the Los Angeles Electric Railway Company (laughs) entered revenue service. I do like that people always just used to name companies like what their company was, and now it's all like Globo Dynamex Incorporated, and you have no (laughs) clue what they do. Even that's too many syllables. Like, what what does Norfolk Southern tell you about anything? Like, how is that a railway? Why isn't it, like, the Norfolk Southern Railway or something? <laughs> so true. <laughs> or, or, I don't know, Apple, like, expensive phone company number one. <laughs> it would be named that if they made it in the 1800s, yes. Yes. <laughs> it's one of the less convoluted transit names out there. What do you mean? The Kumta, the Kansas City Metropolitan Transportation Authority? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, these electric streetcars, as with almost every other city, relatively quickly put the competition out of business. And by the turn of the century, a network of electric trolleys crisscrossed in the city. It always impresses me how, fa- how fast stuff got built out in these days before things like the environment safety and standards OSHA <laughs> and engineering <laughs> no one likes OSHA anyway I mean let's be real have they ever saved your life yes the answer <laughs> to that question is yes yes it, it is I, I actually watched an OSHA video today at work about asbestos <laughs> which is there was a lot of asbestos in like I know Logan s- State buildings I know I, some of the Utah State dorms have asbestos in them I, I learned that Asbestos is pretty much everywhere, and it's the silent killer. So. This may actually be true at Utah State. It might. Some of yeah. those buildings are pretty old. Some of ours, like in some of the oh buildings boy, yeah. in South Campus that are older, there is probably just like endless amounts of asbestos. I wonder, how, I wonder yeah. if they're tearing any of it out when they're doing these big <laughs> renovations. The, the nice thing was that they actually went into buildings around campus in the video and told you which ones have asbestos, how much, and then took pictures of where it was. <laughs> so you don't, like, you know, accidentally start using a power drill on that wall and, like, give Honestly, yourself mesothelioma. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah, no, it, it was pretty much like, don't, don't sand the floors down. Don't refinish the floors. 
but because it's fastest, way higher production quality than any video the you uh, the used training people have ever put out, because they just like steal some generic one off the internet. They're like, did you know sexual assault is bad? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. I will now not do sexual assault, which I was previously going to do. <laughs> gotcha. Thank you, University of Utah, for saving everyone. Well, anyway, thank you. Thank you, OSHA, for that. Yeah. Also, curse you, OSHA. Like, imagine Dr. Doofenshmirtz sitting up on, like, the thing being like, curse you, OSHA, because it's clearly their fault that the Second Avenue subway costs $4 billion a mile. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> anyway, um, back to what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Off of Tangents the OSHA are an integral tangent. part of podcasting. Yeah, no, that's what fills the fills the time. But, <laughs> <laughs> but a- anyway, uh, the first interurban lines had begun service around 1895, and in 1903, Henry Huntington, who listeners may remember from the San Francisco episode, and other bankers affiliated with the Southern Pacific, came together to create Los Angeles Interurban Railway, which proposed to extend interurban service through the LA area. You never would have guessed that from the name either. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, I, I love the old naming conventions. We should really rename like UTA like the Ogden Salt Lake City and Provo Railway Co- Company. Yeah, and give them more rails. Yeah. Uh, see, I would love to see a return of light and traction company names <laughs> yeah the salt like w- that's the real reason we need to separate front runner from the rest of the uta system is because there's no light because there's no light or traction. or traction yeah we need to rename like we should separate it into the salt lake city and the salt lake city motor bus company incorporated oh boy. the you know front runner inner urban railway incorporated the salt lake city light and tracks Company. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I I would love to have names like that again. But yeah, I'd but, go put a track staging area in the trolley square <laughs> parking garage for game day. This will cause no problems. Actually, it wouldn't be a terrible idea. Park and ride at like I would park and ride to a football game from the the Office Depot parking lot at ninth. <laughs> <laughs> mm, all right, Alex, go on. We've had enough tangents. Okay, yeah, that's probably for the best. But <laughs> um, the Los Angeles Interurban Railway would become the predecessor for the Pacific Electric Railway, which was to become the world's preeminent public transportation system. Uh, interestingly, he established a new real estate company at the same time. <laughs> Proving once again that bus- that the business of railroading has more to do with buildings than trains. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, every private railroad that has ever been developed is just like, hmm, let us build train and we will use it as a loss leader to, uh, to build this expensive suburban development or whatever. Okay, well, even municipal uh, developments do that and... Uh uh, like transit agency developments do that, like the S line. Slime, my beloved. Like they're not making an operating profit on that, let alone paying <laughs> back the capital costs. But 
they can probably catalyze enough development to make it back in sales tax later. True. So, anyways, return and the idea to make it try, to have Amtrak try and profit off fares alone was stupid. If the, if I that mean, was, they get close anyway. They do get close. But if that was supposed to be a thing, they should have started like an Am- Amtrak real estate department mm-hmm. where they build like a condo next to a, the Elko, Nevada station or whatever. True. Next slide, which we don't have. <laughs> You wish. Okay. Um, Huntington had also purchased the Intracity Los Angeles Railway in 1898, which would grow more than 20 lines under his watch. Big boy. Yeah, big boy. And then the title Growth and Expansion. Uh, <laughs> growth was rapid throughout <laughs> the 1900s, with lines branching off in all directions Pasadena, Santa Monica, Covina, and Glendale. All we're getting new electric into urban lines at a rapid rate. Turns out it beats the hell out of walking. <laughs> yeah, especially from like Long Beach to LA, that's like 20 miles. Oh, yeah. Or hiring a private horse carriage. Gavna. Or getting on the omnibus and then your horse is slipping on wet cobbles. Oh, boy. Here we go again with the wet cobbles. What are you, the inventor of the, the cable car? Uh, yeah, I'm here to sell more cables. <laughs> anyway, uh, fare was cheap, ridership was high, and development was booming as Los Angeles began the course of urban development that would make it into America's second city. Probably aided in no small part by the sheer amount of um, like habitable land they have. Yeah, there is. it is a big flat. Yeah. Like San Francisco and Oakland? Not big flat. A lot of geographic constraints. San Jose is kind of big flat, but not as big flat as LA is big flat. Very big flat. Plus, you know, mountains, you can get that that delicious rainwater in there. Plus the ocean, so it doesn't suck to live there. And you can also do, like, trade. trade. (laughs) Because, like, 90% of the Earth's trade moves by water because it's just so efficient, so. Yeah. Well, until we build the, uh, the the Bering Strait rail tunnel. I mean, I ca- I did some math on that. Here's another wild tangent. Yeah. But like the full freight capacity of that per day would be like an average container ship. Oh, never mind. <laughs> be good for express shipments though. Or people. Or oh yeah, who are also express shipments except they need air and refreshments. Gross. <laughs> What, you'd never like, breathe air or drink refreshments? Not in my America. Okay. This is Joe Biden's wokeness. It just sounds like you're too broke to afford am snacks. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right, and we have a little map that I've put down here of, like, the lines, and I'm going to do this part. So, in 1911, Southern Pacific, which by this time owned all the interurban railways, merged them together to create the, quote, new, unquote, Pacific Electric. He was immediately the largest interurban operator in the world with more than 2,000 daily trains running on nearly 8,000 miles of track. PE's famous red cars and the yellow cars of the Los Angeles railway system had become an integral part of life in greater Los Angeles. And I bet somebody was uh, rolling in it after this, big of a con- after this big of a consolidation. Yeah, and there's a nice map here that I've just enlarged for our, our viewing pleasure. Wow, it goes Ooh. a lot more places than the current system. Mm-hmm. Although I will note that the A-line is kind of like super duplicated here. The LA's 
<laughs> Holly Metro is a one. Yeah, competition be like. Mm hmm. So, and funnily enough, some of these, like, the remainders of these ROWs have been repurposed for modern uh, LA Metro light rail. Checks out. So, or busways as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Also checks out with varying results. Well, yeah, that's, that's shockingly extensive. And Pasadena is yes. really well covered, too. I know. Yeah. However, it ended about as quickly as it started. This is true. Um, so, starting in the 1910s, PE and Los Angeles Railway were paralyzed by a series of strikes. And what was worse, the real estate investment that allowed red cars and, to a lesser extent, yellow cars to become a success in the first place were winding down. It was no longer profitable to run the lines. Only massively ramp up the value of land once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the first substitutions occurred in starting in 1925. So really this which model... Which is quite early. So really this model was not that financially sound to begin with. No. Because I would hope fares could cover your operating expenses and uh, the real estate could cover your capital expenses, but they're just, they're just, they're just hinging it all on real estate. Basically. Great. As much as I don't like bustitutions, I do absolutely love that word. It's a funny word, It yeah. is such a good word. I don't know who came up with it, but they should be given, like, <laughs> a Nobel Prize in public transportation. Or just a whole bus. <laughs> Maintenance included. I think that might be more valuable than a Nobel Prize, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, um... In the aftermath of the First World War, Los Angeles became the first city to truly adopt the automobile as a means of mass transportation. This posed a problem for Los Angeles streetcar and urban operators because although the red cars especially owned extensive private right-of-ways between the various cities they connected, they still had to run in the increasingly terrible traffic on the streets through downtown Los Angeles and other regional centers. This classic problem with uh, letting, letting the cars drive on the train tracks. As it turns out, they get in the way. Turns out, crazy. Mm-hmm. And this was apparently before we invented dedicated train lanes. Kind of. Yeah. Although you will see some, like... Oh, let me, let me find the picture. I have a good picture. But you will see some, like, crazy Pacific Electric median running from freeways and such. Oh, yeah. Like, the first freeway ever built in Los Angeles had just a Pacific Electric line running in the middle of it. Nice. So, here we go. I'll send it to Discord. It may or may not appear on screen. We had someone complain about that last time. Yeah, I, I saw that. And I, I, I feel bad because I feel like we should be better about that. Um, if you want, like, slides on screen, just make me a list of the slides with the original source linked for licensing purposes and enough information for us to find the image. Yeah. Because I kind of need an explicit list of this and the ability to make sure the licensing is okay. But as you can see from the picture, there's some Pacific Electric tracks right in the middle of the freeway here, which is very fun. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Where was I? Oh, yeah. The, the picture. So... The cars were getting in the way of the trains. The cars were getting in the way of the trains, and that was bad. So by the late 1930s, the first real cuts began, with lines to such destinations as Redondo Beach, Whittier and Fulton, and Riverside being cut between 38 and 41. Cool. Not... What do you mean, cool? <laughs> it's the opposite By cool, cool, I mean not cool. Yeah, thanks. 
You notice I didn't say like cool. I said cool. Oh, it was a low key cool. All right, I forgive you. Was this because um, people were driving more because people were becoming more wealthy? Or is this just because it was so inconvenient? And because the government was building more car infrastructure? It was so inconvenient and everyone had a car now because it was cheap and gas was cheap and they were starting like the plan to build the first freeways around this time. So like mm. it's much easier to drive. So it's all going downhill. So in addition to the cars getting physically in the way of the trains, um, the government is focusing on freeway infrastructure. Freedom. Automobile infrastructure. Isn't yeah, there was a there was a governor of California in 1910 who was like massively pro car. So he did this like at the time unprecedented thing because you couldn't do it of driving through all of California to campaign for his election. <laughs> To but that build was, roads. But that was back when the roads sucked. So yeah, and then impressive. he made the roads not suck because he was wow. a car a cager. Los Angeles was, as previously discussed, the first major city to truly adopt the automobile. Accordingly, they also built what may be the world's first urban freeway in 1940, although they had been planning for a network of freeways as early as 1925. That is very early. Traffic yeah. was just that bad. And as always, just one more lane would fix it. It's it's worked all the way till today. Hey, tried and true. It's it's the traffic engineer's mantra. You know, <laughs> yeah. did you guys know that ninety nine percent of freeway engineers have stopped exactly one lane before <laughs> <laughs> fixing traffic? <laughs> just like the poor gamblers. Ninety nine percent of gamblers have stopped just one <laughs> slot short of winning the jackpot. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah although previous freeway like roads had been built like the Cahuenga Pass Freeway and the Ramona Boulevard Freeway the first freeway in LA that could be recognized as a person today as like a true freeway was the Arroyo Seco Parkway which is the 110 now and runs to the east from downtown LA and has caused no problems? none cool I is that the the highway that they shut down the other day so people could just walk on it? Yeah, that was where they did sick... So, Ciclovia is a thing they do in Bogota, Colombia, where they shut down most of the city's roads every Sunday for, like, <laughs> walking and biking. So, in L.A., they do sick la via sick L.A. Which via, is every Sunday. Would, well, no, but they close down roads every now and then so you can go walk and bike on them and such. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did that on the Royal Seco, so... Cool. As the Arroyo Seco and San Bernardino freeways opened, even more traffic was funneled onto the streets that the red and yellow cars used, worsening their already unreliable scheduling. Great. Dedicated streetcar lanes won. Never. <laughs> yeah. So although a brief respite was granted by the Second World War, in which Pacific Electric carried nearly 300,000 people per day, which is more than the current LA Metro Rail system carries, uh, the Clinton kept on trucking. And so did traffic congestion. Uh -huh. Well, it didn't keep on trucking because it couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. And neither could the streetcar stuck behind it. Mm -hmm. 300,000 people a day is a lot. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's like Chicago L or Portland and San Diego Light Rail together. Like, that's a lot of people. Um, was there a conspiracy, though? 
Because we've all heard of the General Motors streetcar conspiracy. The, the conspiracy, TM. And L.A. is like the, uh, you know, ground zero for this conspiracy theory, right? Uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. National Lines, the, you know, GM-owned GM streetcar company, uh, bought out the Los Angeles Railway in 1944. Uh-huh. And only 15 years later... They were gone, and all the cars were stacked up in big piles on Terminal Island. Suspicious. Very suspicious. suspicious. Hmm. Sounds like a conspiracy to me. Yeah. Now, was that due to intentional meddling by GM to increase the profitability of their uh, oil-related investments, or was that because of all the other factors causing the decline of streetcars everywhere? I'm going to say yes. Do, 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 Can be do, both, in fact. And although Wikipedia lists this as an unfounded conspiracy, I disagree, and I think it was General Motors. Kind of sus. Maybe someday we'll know more about this. Sussy. I, I bet GM has one person whose job it is to just keep editing that Wikipedia page. <laughs> Funnily enough, they also have like one guy whose job it is to keep killing transit initiatives these days. Oh boy! Like they and the Koch brothers run like I don't remember what the foundation is called, but it's something for freedom or something like that. <laughs> and <laughs> I forgot that we still have all this shit today. And they actively, whenever there's like a big like transit referendum on the ballot anywhere, they right. send in all these team of volunteers to quote volunteers unquote to oppose it and like and write all the big think tank articles about mm-hmm, how rail bad it is. is the technology of the past or yeah. whatever they killed Nashville's light rail system they killed Austin's first and second attempts at a light rail system they killed the Portland Green Line extension they killed yeah they've killed a lot of things and through yeah. the magic of it being 2023 where we write things on the internet it's a lot easier to keep track of these going ons mm-hmm yeah. I think the the Coke brothers are definitely my least favorite brothers. Coke brother. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, I mean <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Rip. <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to cast aspersions on the dead, but bleep this. <laughs> so, bustitution. Bustitution. Uh, both systems continued to decline and shut down lines until 1958 when the Los Angeles Municipal Transportation Authority, try that one on for size, uh. <laughs> Lumta, Lamta. <laughs> Lamta. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's better than the current one, which we'll get to later, which is the LACMTA, Los Angeles County Metropolitan Transportation Authority. Lactose MTA. Lumta. <laughs> Lactose MTA. Mm-hmm. In my head canon. Um, so then they got bought out and placed under municipal ownership, but they didn't last very long under municipal ownership. The last red cars, that specific electric, would run until 1961, and the last yellow cars, that's the LA Railway streetcars, would only run until 63. That's not very long. I would have expected them to be able to save at least some of the actually well-used lines. Yeah, we'll get to some of the crazy infrastructure that they had that for some reason they just got rid of in a second. And now it's 2023, and we're going back and spending crap loads of oh. money trying to rebuild anything. Yeah, no, the LA Downtown Regional Connector is one of the most disappointing pieces of infrastructure I've ever seen in my life. In terms of cost or results? Well, results are fine, except it's extremely slow because no one builds uh, for speed ever. For why some wouldn't we build for speed? I don't know. 
but it's like not significantly faster than like street running on North Temple or something. It's underground. I know. How many stations are there? Fifty? Uh, two, three. What? <laughs> How is it so slow? Sharp turns. Why would they put sharp turns? It's light rail. What therefore <laughs> it should go slow and have sharp turns? Correct. The Portland <sighs> the Portland mantra of light rail planning. So true. So, how did the world's preeminent public transport service disappear into the wind, leaving nothing but cripplings, freeway traffic, and smog behind? That's a great question. Let me guess. We're going to hear about it on the next episode. Well, no, we just did hear about it. Oh, okay. Conspiracy, freeways, bit of both, really. Uh, It is crazy, though. They had a subway. LA has had actually two subway systems. The first was the Hollywood subway, which carried lines from the north into downtown Los Angeles. And then they got rid of that and tore it down after they were done with the Pacific Electric. Mm. And then they built a whole new freeway in the 90s, or excuse me, subway in the 90s. So After tearing down the old subway. Uh-huh, and putting, like, the basement of a building in it. Man, this freeway, this freeway experiment went so well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very depressing to have, like, the thing, the thing you have to understand about L.A., right, is it's, like... It is one of two cities in America that is truly a world... Or three cities in America that is truly a world city, right? What, New York, Chicago, New York, LA. Chicago, Los Angeles that are big enough to be, like, significant in population on a global scale. Uh-huh. Other cities that are like L.A. in the world have really good public transportation because, you know, Tokyo has maybe the best public transportation on the face of the planet. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And their system started off remarkably similar to the Pacific Electric. Except instead of hard pivoting towards cars and giving up in the middle, they just kept building rails. And grade separating and doing this and that and there, forth and there. And now you can get anywhere in Tokyo by train really easily. Fast, convenient, and cheap. Meanwhile, L.A. Meanwhile, L.A. Slow, inconvenient, and expensive. With the exception of the B&D lines. Slow, inconvenient. Oh, I was talking about driving. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's really kind of depressing how far it's fallen. Like, even from Chicago, which has, like, you know, problems with its transportation. At least they have the transportation. But they have the L still. They have Metro, which, for all of its imperfections, goes a lot of places. They've kept and are maintaining and improving all that legacy infrastructure that L.A. just threw away because cars. Right, and L.A. only grew up, like, 20 years after Chicago was. So it's not like... Yeah. Yeah very depressing. It's very sad. It's very much like a what could have been. And it's having lasting negative consequences for the entire region. And the entire world really because oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the state of Utah, like it has, it emits like, I don't know a wow. gazillion tons of carbon <laughs> a year. True. There are <laughs> six states of Utah in Los Angeles. Mm, yeah. <laughs> And, and they drive more, and they drive as much as they do here, pretty great. much. And without that, without the uh, legacy rail infrastructure, there's not really a straight wor- straightforward path to decarbonizing on a scale. Exactly, especially since Metrolink sucks so bad. Build for speed and schedule reliability and trains, transit signal variety that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just wish uh, California could sort itself out better, <laughs> considering... It's like they're, nice. they're equivalent to like the fourth largest GDP <laughs> ever, right? Yeah, they they have a population similar to Japan and a GDP similar to like 
France and Great Britain combined, I think. Great. <laughs> yeah. So they I, should get their it, crap together because the weather's nice too. I just wish they could sort themselves out and not be crucified <laughs> for what I, they by try and do. Never been there, yeah. yeah, it's like a William, William Jennings Bryan speech, like, we shall not be crucified upon a cross of expensive housing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, no, California, like, liberal states are really annoying to me because they just always... Well, this is not true because there are plenty of really well-governed liberal states, like Massachusetts or basically New England, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile. I don't know, Pennsylvania, pretty decent state. But like meanwhile, all the West Coast liberal states just refuse to build any housing or like homeless shelters and so everything just goes to garbage because no one can afford to live there. Interesting and how that works. Yeah. So, you know, what I'm saying is West Coast liberals, get your get your crap together, guys. Yeah. Making everyone look bad. Really? It's <laughs> just like, come on, man. I don't know. Maybe true liberal dictatorship has not been tried. <laughs> that will cause no problems. <laughs> Zero. Gavin Newsom should declare martial law over all of California and start bulldozing single-family homes and replacing them with 40-story towers. Remember, I don't know. Remember man. how he's in his running for president era? Maybe we should wait till that, that's over. Yeah, we need to get a decent, competent governor in charge of California instead of one who just wants to be president. Arnold Schwarzenegger back? I don't even know what he his He was a Republican. Was. Oh, okay. Mm. I forgot. This is kind of weird that he was governor of California. Well, you got to remember California was a Republican state until, like, the 90s. Oh, what changed? The Republicans stopped having liberals in them. Oh, yeah. I would do it. Mm -hmm. So, in conclusion of this episode, which uh, we think we got that done in pretty good time. Yeah. What did we do? Like, how many minutes did it take us I since we actually clapped? I don't know when we actually uh, started. Probably 40. 40 minutes? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good. Please remember to advocate for rail transit in L.A. And to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. And to follow and leave us a rating on iTunes and Spotify. Make sure you tune in next week for episode 64, uh, colon, MI has a subway. Or wait, what? Oh, I'm on cocaine. All right. <laughs> Trying that again. Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube, and to follow and leave us a rating on iTunes and Spotify. Make sure to tune in next week for episode 64, LA has a subway, question mark. If you become a patron, you can get that episode today. Whoa. <laughs> Speaking of patrons... I need your computer today. Yeah, give me a minute. I need, okay. I need your computer. We both need Alex's computer. Alex already has it up because he's a Chad. Yeah, I always have it up. We, we've gotten quite a few new ones, so. Also, imagine being able to go from, like, Long Beach to, like, Pasadena for a nickel. Like, dang. Hmm. Well, as patrons are getting pulled up, uh, we're making buttons soon. We have the we are. Press, we have the materials, and we're working on designs. I'm, I'm loving so. your designs. I like the third rail th third rail Darwinism one because <gasps> I couldn't I couldn't really hash that hash that out in my brain, but that is exactly what I want to get across. True. Also, um, my brain just broke. We're gonna be doing system map pins, which will be fun. Yeah, have fun drawing this. I will again. Maybe I'll draw the Pacific Electric. Do it. <laughs> that's that, very complicated. That's, that's, that's not going to fit very guy. good on the button. Oh, I'll just like elongate it. 
Okay, our patrons are at $69.69 per month, Zach Adams, Super Duper Front Runner, Pacific Electric Tier, and at $35 per month, uh, all those things minus one thing, Generic GT. At regular Front Runner Tier, $10 a month, we have Phobos2390, Mike Christensen, McKay Ransom, Devin Zander, and Curtis Herring. I did it backwards. Spooky. Thank you, Front Runner patrons. And at $5 a month, our Red Line tier, we have, let's see, I'll do mine backwards as well. Um, Robert P. Walsh, Reluctant LA Resident, Jesse Mayo, Jacob Whitecotton, G4, Elijah Kensler, DJ. Hi, Will. Watkins, Christopher Whaley, and Brian Smith. Thank you all. And our, at our Blue Line tier, in regular order. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm kidding. Let's mess up the order. Alex Stoykowski, Bradley Bondi, Evelyn, Jack McConsky, Martin Hecker-Martinez, Oliver, and Zach Verstott, and get this, we have more patrons, Ben Busath, Ethan McDonald, Gonzo12, John Heron Gorman, Matt Gray, and Seth. And in in the grind here, uh, Pacific or not uh, the the yellow card here. <laughs> we have Capil, Benjamin Wood, and Andrea Levine. Thank you <laughs> all. Levine, I don't know. Yeah, thank you. Thank all. you all, and nice to meet the new patrons. How many new patrons are there? That's a great question. Let me sort by join date. Yeah, let's get the new ones. Oliver and Andrea McLean, uh, Levine and Jack McCoskey are new. Thanks for your money. We'll put it towards something good. Yeah, yeah making pins for you. Yeah. Great plan. Pins is going to be fun. Shipping oh, and, pins uh, is not going to be fun. For front-runner patrons, we got a special something for you. We do. Yeah. To be we will send with out pins. with pins. I already spoiled that. Oh, you did? Yeah, Checks I did. Yes, yeah, so you can You can say stuff. Oh, Checks okay. Out. I can delete it if you want. Oh, no, no. That, that's fine. I'm sure not all of them have seen it. Probably only Mike. Probably. The rest of them have a life. <laughs> Mike has a wife. Yeah, and a Twitter at the same time. Honestly, kind of impressive. Unlike me, I only have a Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for listening.